Hello and welcome to another Use of Force. This week we're in the south shore of Staten Island. And to go along with that, we have an instance of Use of Force by the NYPD that took place in the Huguenot section of the south shore of Staten Island. I will read the Use of Force report that occurred in May of 2011. The name of the victim was Ilya Iguanov. On May 17th, at 12.30 hours, in the confines of the 123rd Precinct, an officer assigned to the Emergency Services Unit discharged his weapon at an armed white male suspect who had just murdered one civilian and seriously injured another. Upon receiving reports of a shooting, patrol units responded and were able to interview the victim who had been shot and injured. She stated that the subject, a business associate of her husband, had come to their house and, without preamble, shot her and then shot and killed her husband. Patrol officers entered the house and encountered the subject, who was still armed. An on-scene police executive ordered a tactical evacuation, and while moving out of the house, officers heard a gunshot. Police established a secure perimeter and awaited the response of the emergency services unit. When the unit arrived, they determined that the gunshot heard might have been the subject injuring himself, and entered the house in order to assess the situation. The lead officer encountered the subject, who pointed a 25 caliber semi-automatic pistol at the officer. The officer discharged his weapon several times, striking the subject and causing his demise. The subject had no prior arrest history and had controlled substances in his system at the time of the incident. So we both read a little bit about this. Uh, Jesse, do you want to talk about what you found? Sure, yeah. So so I guess just to give a little more of a backstory to what I could find happened here, it seems as though Ilya was working with, uh, either was a partner in a business with, or was employed by the two people that he shot, and their names were Semyon Levin and Marina Tartakovskaya. I might be pronouncing these things, these names wrong. Uh, I apologize if I am. So it seems as though the couple that was shot by Ilya, and potentially Ilya as well, owned a company called Hyperbeam Tech LLC. They specialize in illumination devices. And Ilya had recently been dismissed from the company right after they had invested some money in a patent of a mili military-grade flashlight. And according to Ilya's family, he was distraught and depressed because he thought he was being cheated out of a lot of money. And yeah, according to him prior to this incident, he felt like he was being cut out of the business. So it seems as though he went over to the house to, under the guise of wanting to discuss what was going on with them, 
they let him in and then he shot each of the the people the both the man and the woman the woman marina survived and she her along with their housekeeper got outside and managed to track down a neighbor who was walking his dog and the neighbor was calling 911 and Ilya held a gun up to his head and this is all you know based on news reports and interviews but Ilya held a gun up to the head of the neighbor and pressed the trigger but I guess the gun jammed Mm -hmm. so at that point he Ilya ran back inside and hid and the neighbor and Marina and the housekeeper were able to call the police and it actually does seem to according to news reports and the use of force report it does seem like they line up pretty well in this instance it seems like what the what was reported in the use of force and what was reported in all the different news outlets that I pulled from um, yeah they seem to be aligned in the story yeah the one thing that I guess right after I say that I'll contradict myself the one thing that didn't quite make sense to me was that in some of the interviews that I read the police stated that Ilya had run back inside they had arrived they found him inside with a gun to his own head and in some uh, accounts he tried to pull the trigger on himself and the gun jammed and it what I am a bit confused about is if there were police that saw him attempt suicide how was it that there was then no one watching him while they were waiting for emergency services unit to arrive so that that part is a little unclear i know in the use of force you just read mike it said that they were securing a perimeter and waiting for emergency services unit mm-hmm. but i'm not i don't know what the typical protocol would be if you have a suspect that's holding a gun up to his own head right if you would typically leave them alone or not yeah yeah i would be interested to know what the controlled substance was in the case yeah reference it but it didn't occur in any of the news stories it's only present in the use of force report right that's true which yeah. is common in the use of force reports to mention the presence of some sort of substance as the concluding element of the use of force report. Right. When I, I mean, so there's there's that thing, which is we have the war on drugs continually happening. And as a consequence, there will be situations like this that are more likely to arise because we don't have a strong grasp on addiction in this country. But otherwise, and what you mentioned with there being some ambiguity as to how they lost sight of him or whatnot, 
it feels like this is a case to me that I have a hard time identifying where there were major missteps, unlike some of the other ones. Mm. And I think it is an instance where you can point to there being a need for a police force to handle something like this. You know, we talk a lot about how there should be further departments that handle mental episodes or drug abuse, or we talk about how we should have preventative issues where we solve problems before they're created. Mm -hmm. And this is a situation that I think will exist as long as humans exist, where there was a business deal gone bad, somebody felt they were taken advantage of, whether they were or not, it's unclear with the information we have. But so long as there, I mean, even if there weren't guns around, maybe this person would have attacked with a knife or something like that. Right. And then at that point, it is, you know, by the time that somebody's arrived on the scene, they've they've already uh, tried to kill two, three people. You know, one, the gun didn't fire, one person was seriously injured, and one person's dead. So it becomes a lot more difficult to envision scenarios where you try and navigate out of a dangerous situation. We've already firmly found ourselves in a dangerous situation. Yeah, and I think in a lot of the other incidents, like you said, we're, we're talking about... moments where there's some kind of uh, mental health issue or poverty or drug abuse. And those are all things that definitely we need systems around. I'd say with this incident, you know, and with the limited information that we have, it seems as though there might be elements of all of those things, but not not so extreme that systems could necessarily fix it. It, This is someone that was involved in a business and feels cheated and probably needed some help mentally, probably was worried about finances, clearly had, if there were controlled substances in his system, was using some sort of drug, but it doesn't seem like any of those are necessarily the main factor. It is, like you said, especially in in our society where we have values that are outside of just general human value, this sort of anger and violence will probably occur. Yeah. And furthermore, perhaps the fact that this is occurring in a neighborhood that is demographically very different from both the rest of the city and neighborhoods where we're seeing a lot of these use of force reports, Mm. you know, that means that the types of avenues this type of mental dysfunction could flow through are just different. 
Mm-hmm. Like it would be a lot harder to see as the types of situations that we see in other neighborhoods in this neighborhood. Right. But mental health issues are still a thing. Right. And so it becomes instead of a revenge over a drug deal gone wrong or some sort of gang tiff between two gangs, it becomes over a, I mean, you know, some sort of investment in a military grade flashlight, which is not exactly the, I don't know, it, who knows how much it was for, but it's not like the biggest deal you can think of. Like a military grade flashlight's like a, as seen on TV product. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, why there's, I would say there must be some sort of mental health issue here because looking at this from an outside perspective it yeah it's really sad that two people had to die because of a flashlight and the money that's coming from the flashlight right it seems so outrageous that that would be something that anyone would get so upset about but it is (laughs) and you know, it's it's sad for the both of these men and the families of both of these men. And, you know, I can only imagine knowing that your family member was feeling distraught and depressed because of being cut out of a business deal, but not not knowing the extent of it would probably be a tough thing to deal with. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of shame and jealousy and anger on the part of this man. And he probably never learned how to deal with those sorts of problems in his life. So, yes, I mean, there is this overarching idea that mental health in this nation should and can be improved. But it's not as specific as some of these other things where... I feel like I can question the police intervention as much. It, yeah. It it does feel like this would be the type of thing that I would point to when you say, well, what is the police for, you know? Yeah, I would agree with that. I think to take it just one step further, I, I, I do agree that this is an, a type of incident that the police are fairly well trained to handle and would be the body that we would want to arrive at the scene. The things that I would still like to see improved are more reporting on the officer that was involved. All I could find about this particular officer was that he was 37 years old, he had been on the police force for 14 years, and he had no prior shootings. But I couldn't find any more information than that. And I'd also like to know that there's some thought had about alternatives to lethal use of force. Because while this incident does certainly seem like a time when the police are needed to control the situation, I don't necessarily know that 
this was the only way to control the situation. Yeah. We do know that Ilya had already shot two people and he was pointing the gun at the police according to all accounts. But, and I, you know, again, I'm not an expert in this field, but I would love for there to be some alternative to killing someone when they have a weapon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, I guess the final thing I would say is it's interesting that there isn't further information on this police officer, but then we have other stories where there there's much more dubious rationale behind killing one of these suspects and yet they get awards mm -hmm. or promoted mm -hmm. or things like that as justification it would seem for the actions right so maybe in, indeed this person was celebrated in some way we couldn't find that but it it yeah it's interesting if you know more about this case if you would like to discuss this case more please contact us as always we're interested to learn more thanks so much for listening until next time take care bye bye